Hello and welcome back to the Talking Walls podcast. My name is Matthew Cooper and today I'm joined by three wonderful guests. We'll start with the main man himself, Dave, as a party. Dave, how are you keeping, mate? Very well, thank you, Matt. Good to have you back after a little break uh, last week. But yeah, good to see you. <laughs> yeah, I was, fe- I was feeling a little bit under the weather. I felt a bit, uh, I felt a little bit better towards the evening, but I've been off work, so... I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't be taking the piece. So I am <laughs> back. I am back. I know. I know people at work uh, watch too. So yeah, I didn't really fancy discipline it. Uh, discipline the next day. Finn, are you keeping, mate? Good to see you at the weekend again. Yeah, you too. Yeah, shame it wasn't in uh, in better circumstances. But all good. Yeah, fully recovered from that one now. I think so. All good. Yeah. And George, how you doing, son? We weren't at the game on Saturday, were you? But no mountains. It's going to be every single week, this. Every week, yeah. yeah. That's the third dig oh, well, already, George. Yeah, I know. Yeah, tell me about it. Well, the thing is, you think you got mates and stuff, and Finn aired me, and then Matt aired me as well. So, I've had loads I didn't of... air you. Ah, you did. That, 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 what, did what, what do you mean I aired you? I rang you on Friday, and offered you, I went, mate, I've got a ticket here, and uh, no, lift. it'll pick you up. Hey, no, 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 no. You double booked my ticket to start off with. You invited your, I know you and your better mate than me, so that's fine. <laughs> oh. mate, the, thing, the thing is, right, I had the, the ticket and I thought, I better yeah. ask Ewan first. So, and you, but Ewan being Ewan, he wouldn't have come. He was like, no, I'm too busy. He doesn't go to the home game, so he wasn't going to go to the away games. And I thought, I'll, you know, I'll say to George, if he doesn't want to come, he can have the ticket. But unfortunately, Ewan said yes, and it, and it left me in a, in a very difficult position. Um, but you know, yeah. if if you you know if you'd abide your time, George, I got you a ticket and a lift for free, and he didn't want to know. <laughs> well, I've always made plans, but I'm more scared of uh, my missus than I am you, mate. So, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you take that cap off, you go bald in the back of your head where you've been on your thumb. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sit there, mate. Don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got a jam packed podcast to get through today. We've got we're going to be looking at the Spurs versus Wolves game, then previewing Wolves v Preston. Wolves v Newcastle. We'll talk a little bit about Pedro Neto and then, we'll, of course, we'll take some of your questions. But, Dave, let's start with Spurs at the weekend. Oh, it's a bit of a bit of a dream start, really, wasn't it, in the first half? We, we dominated, but really lacked that cutting edge once again. Yeah, it's been the same story for the opening three games. Obviously, it was a great surprise to see Nunes start. Um, I didn't think it would happen, but, you know, obviously, when the Morgan Gibbs-White deal went through so quickly, I thought there's obviously a space in the team now. Um, and I think it's what a lineup that a lot of people did predict sort of going into, you know, Friday evening into Saturday. And it was great to see him start and play for so long. And I thought he definitely added that quality that we we needed. Um, you know, he got into the area a couple of times and had these chances. But yeah, uh, it, it's been the same story. And I said it on the reaction, the review. I think I, I don't think it would have been guaranteed. But I think if you had if, if Raul was fit or you had another striker play in the first three games, I think we could have been on between seven to nine points. You know, I think we would have beaten Fulham. We would have got a better result against Leeds and we probably would have beaten uh, Spurs over the weekend. But especially against those teams that are going to be in the top four, the top six, you can't waste too many opportunities because like we saw on Saturday, Harry Kane, players of that calibre, they need one chance and they'll put it in the back of the net. And, mm. and it was unfortunate for, obviously, Nathan Collins, who had such a good game. Someone was trying to shift the blame uh, and blame Aitnori Nori for it because he didn't win the near post header. But you can't you can't leave your man there, especially someone like Harry Kane. So, disappointing. A lot of positives to take out of the game, but just a little bit frustrating that we came away with nothing. I think with with stuff like that though, people want to blame somebody. They want they want a scapegoat from the game, and mm. I, I thought after after the mistake, you could tell Collins was was disappointed with himself, and I, I think I think it should be. I know it happened quick, but you've got one job there. You have got the most one of the most prolific strikers in, in the Premier League's ever seen, and you've and you've lost him. But Finn, you come away from 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 White Hart Lane or the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as it's now dubbed. Feeling disappointed that you've not come away from with something is that is that a positive to take out of the performance? Yeah, but then again, I've never not left there without three points. Even at Wembley, I think since we've been in the Premier League, we've had a really good record there. So it's felt weird, sort of walking out disappointed. But no, yeah, it is a good sign. It it feels very similar to last season, albeit probably tougher opposition. Those first three, you could see there were positive signs there, just not getting the results. And we can't say that for too much longer because yeah, once you get four or five games with only the one point, it's going to get get shaky. But yeah, it was weird. I thought we played really well, and then, but I suppose speaking speaking to you after the game, I was I thought we played really well, but I think I was more looking at that first half. The second half was poor, like we were talking about Collins. I thought he was superb first half, but then I didn't really. Yeah, second half, everyone sort of dropped off a cliff, and there was I don't know what you put that down to tiredness, uh, whether they figured us out and Conte's tweaked stuff at half time, but 
yeah, pretty underwhelming towards the end, but a lot of positive signs. You just need to start turning those into points, well, goals to begin with, and we'll look at points. Yeah. Jordan, as, as the lads have just said there, first half was, was really positive, but I don't know if, if you felt like me, but I knew at half-time we were going to look back and rue those chances because you know that Spurs weren't going to come out and play the exact same way, especially under a manager like Conte. No, they made, they, made, they made tweaks and granted the second half was a bit of a different game. I thought first half we controlled large parts of it. I thought we were brilliant. Like I, I said on the uh, fan react, like it was one of the best away performances first half that you could ask for in the Premier League. You keep them quiet, um, nullify them. We had our own opportunities and chances, which again, we didn't take. Um, but, you know, we had 20 shots through in that game versus Spurs 11, but I can't remember Lloris ever even having to, like, make a save of any note. And it's frustrating, you know, there's all the signs there that, you know, I think we are a very good team. We, we are just lacking that striker. Hopefully, we're about to get get one through the door, which would be good to see. Obviously, Raul's back from his injury as well, so that, you know, hopefully he'll be back in the team as well. But it'll add a new dimension to the team and, we're just very blunt, aren't we, as a, as a as a team at the moment? There's you know a lot of a lot of good things that happen, but it gets that final third, and yeah, it's very it's very poor. Let's be honest with you. We, we we do get into some half decent positions, and everyone's saying, "Oh, if we had a striker, it'd be different." But I'm not I'm not convinced that's the be all and end all, Dave. I I look at that front three, whoever plays, and they almost look a little bit bereft of comp, look a little bit shot shy. That final action is almost like it's either rushed or, or the wrong decision. Do you think it's going to be once that first goal goes in and, and it, it becomes a win? Do you, do you think similar to the Watford game, you'll see the, the pressure lift off the players? Yeah, and I, I saw, you know, we saw last season where first three games of the season, we played really, really well. Didn't, didn't come out with a single goal or a win. Um, and then we had that cup game against Forest where we scored, we won four nil. And then that, you know, after that, I know the the results, the fixtures after that game were a little bit more favourable, but it really helped us kickstart a, a nice run in the Premier League. I'm hoping that obviously tomorrow's game, which we'll talk about against Preston, could be the same, do the same thing. I know defensively they are, they are quite good in the Championship, but I'm hoping that we can knock a few goals past them and then you know try and get our confidence up. Like George said, yes, we had 20 shots, but. Um, not many did, you know, worry Loris. And I think throughout the whole game, despite us having 20 shots, our XG was still lower than one the mm. whole game, which is, you know, when you when you've had that many attempts on goal, he's he's poor, really. I think there were there were, there were moments where Guedes, you know, showed a lot of confidence running through a goal and maybe took a strike a little bit too early. Um, but you know, I think that will his confidence will come with time. I think there is just some sort of actions some sometimes in front of goals in front of goal where a striker just has the instinct to know when to shoot and how to, you know, place the shot. Whereas the players that we've got at the moment aren't proper number nines. Neto is getting at times, and we've seen it the first two games, getting in the right areas, but just doesn't know what to do at the end of the chances. Pedence always seems to fluff his lines at the last moment as well. So I think a new striker or Jimenez coming back into to full fitness, fingers crossed, we just see a little bit more of a threat in front of goal. Mm. I, I was I was impressed with Gredesh and Nunes. To be fair, I, I felt like they they faded, especially in the second half. As Spurs made it more difficult for it's us. It's almost but... as if though, Matt, as well, we used like we were so energetic in the first half. Mm. It's as if like we'd used almost all of our energy up in yeah. the first half and just looked shattered in the second half because we completely took our foot off the gas. And that like you know, Spurs didn't actually have to do a lot in the end to to, to beat us. Um, but we we made them look so poor in the first half. It was just a disappointing we couldn't carry that into the second. But you knew yeah. you knew Conte would get a reaction out of them regardless. I mean, you know, so I made them look poor. But I just thought we were we we, we were the better side, and we made mm. them relinquish possession. And we, you know, it's it's a shame we couldn't make them pay for it. Jordan Martino came off um, a little bit into the second half. He's returned from injury. It all seemed to fall apart when he went off. Do you think that's a coincidence, or that's that's the reason why? I think we had that much control in that first half, like you say. Um, he's, you know, he's a ball player. He he controls the tempo, dictates the pace of the game. Everyone sort of plays at his pace, and um, you know him. I, I mean, Matinho, Neves, and uh, Nunes as a midfield three. He's, uh, you know, you could put that up against any midfield in Europe, I think, in club football, and go. They can comp- compete with anyone. And I thought we made Hoiberg and Bentacol look really, really ordinary in that first half. I think that when he came off the pitch, 
and I'm up, you know, then Donker's a completely different sort of player to Matinho. And the game might have been slipping away from us at that point anyway. But it did feel like we sort of lost control, even more control of that game when Matinho went off. But naturally, he's missed, you know, the first two games and probably a chunk of pre-season as well. So, yeah, it's it's frustrating. I think, like you say, there's so many, so many positive signs on there. And it's frustrating to see some of the reactions post-match on social media about panicking. And I just think it's all really unwarranted and... I don't see it for me at all. I've got a lot of confidence in this team still. Yeah, I know. I've been speaking to a few people who aren't Wolves fans and I've had it before the season. You're going to struggle. You're going to struggle. You've been in a relegation battle. They say that we've barely picked any points up in the first three and it's and it's the same. But it's if you look at the performances and I know, you know, we've got to start turning those performances into into wins, but we're absolutely fine. I think, I think it's very, very lazy when people just look at the results and think, oh God, they, they, these are in trouble. But Finn, in, in in that second half, once once Spurs took the lead, Wolves found it very difficult to to break Spurs down. Um, it was you know it was playing a cross in front of them, and they were just shifting across uh, and doing a job on us. Found it found it very hard to penetrate. Do you think that Wolves may struggle to to break down a five at the back this season? More more teams are playing a five at the back than, than last season based on the first three games. Over forty percent of the teams have, have lined up with a, with a back five. Of course, they you know some are more attacking than others. Some are a three, some are a five. But can you see that being a problem? I think yeah, the XG stat shows that, doesn't it? That twenty shots, but the positions we must have been taking them from that back five has worked really well to keep us outside there. But they're basically all outside the box, weren't they? And if they're in the box, they were not really threatening positions at all. So they've definitely got to work on that. I agree. And as you say. If more teams are going to do that, it's, it's. I mean, it's a taste of our own medicine, isn't it? That for like four years we've been Lord. frustrating people. That, yeah, and now it's like, right. You lot have a go at it. So in a way, it's going to be interesting, and we probably deserve it. Um, but no, yeah, it will be interesting. There's also, yeah, it, it just felt so slow when we got to when we did get into those positions. When you saw sort of Perisic and Son combining, they 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 were drilled in it and they did it so much quicker. I think with what we're going to play, like regardless of what other people are playing, if we could just pick that up, the relationships are going to build. I'm not too, too worried, but yeah, it's an interesting one. I'm trying to think of the next team that, that play a five, Newcastle don't really. So no. at least we won't come up with, with one for a while. But um, no, yeah, I think once in a few weeks, I've got confidence that we could break down any team really. Yeah, it's going to take time to gel, isn't it? And uh, yeah. compared to last season, I think it was about, about a third of teams. So like I said, more... More, more teams are playing it. Dave, five substitutions were made, um, which is which is positive in itself. You compare it, start contrast to the Leeds game where Bruno didn't have options. Uh, the likes of Juan came on, Jimenez, Adama. What were your thoughts on the subs and, and their impact on the game? I, I come out of the stadium and during during the match, Adama was getting l- loads and loads of stick. Even Huang when I come out of the ground, which I, I didn't really understand because I thought he did okay. What, what were your thoughts on their impact? Well, firstly, the quality of the substitutions is a hell of a lot better. And I said, I think the overall match day squad is probably one of, if not our strongest ever uh, in the Premier League overall. Um, I think it was it was really, really solid. Um, and yeah, the issue with Adama is, I think until, well, for us as fans, we still don't know what's going on. Hasn't really been linked to many clubs uh, this summer. Still out of contract at the end of the season. I understand, you know, why Bruno Lars is using him still in a match day squad because I think he is a good weapon to to bring on late on. But when Spurs already had the lead, playing five at the back, they're going to sit deep. They're almost going to make him ineffective. They were doubling, tripling up on him. Um, so he, he really had a torrid time, but he, he wasn't getting the, the crosses in quick enough either uh, for me. Um, Huang, I thought, did okay uh, when he came on. Um, but the, the fact that we are able to bring that quality on, like I thought Jimenez did really well when he came on as well. Um, but I, I think, you know, George mentioned Dendonka earlier. I think everyone, you need a scapegoat. Whenever you lose a game, you need a scapegoat. And I think it was just a coincidence that Martino came off, Dendonka came on and we, we didn't look as good. Um, there were so many, so many areas like, you know, why aren't, why isn't Neto? Why isn't Guedes? Why isn't uh, Pedence being the scapegoat? Because we're not scoring goals. Why are we blaming players further back on the pitch? So, and you know, it, it's one of them. I, I think Den Donker's, you know, done really well in the first two games. I think he was unfortunate to become the scapegoat for this game. Yeah, I mean, in, in the stadium, the, some of the stick that Wadama was getting was um, 
Come and say him, if I'm honest. I, I I thought that, being honest, I don't think he looked particularly interested. I think bringing him on as a right wing back probably halted him from getting forward as much. And when he did, Sessignon was, whoever, someone was coming across and Sessignon was five yards deep because that's a space he wants to run into. And they did a job on him. There was a couple of occasions there where him and Ez want to flick on. And if it had just gambled, it, it had probably been in. George, does he look like a player to you who looks disinterested? Does he look like a player who doesn't want to get nobbled because there might be a move elsewhere? Or do you just do you just think that's a drama? Um, I think probably the first point, if I'm honest with you, I think that he doesn't look interested or hasn't looked interested. We all, we spoke about, I don't know if that was actually on air off air a few weeks ago when he'd had that holiday break. It was, it <laughs> was on air, yeah, yeah. yeah, and thinking... It's a bit of a weird time to have a break when you're trying to get yourself back to match fitness. Um, for me, though, it's one of those things like he's got to knuckle down because whether he likes it or not, he's probably going to be at Wolves for, for the next 12 months um, because no one's talking about him. No one, I don't think anyone's going to take a punt on him. I'd be shocked if, if we get any money for him um, by the end of the win. Maybe Everton, but. Again, like he's probably everything they don't need, and that maybe he might be a last gasp transfer if they lose Anthony Gordon late on. But for me, it's 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 one, it's two. You know, you either want to be well, either put up and start playing, and want to be here, or just don't. Or Bruno should just stop picking in match day squads. And then maybe I'm being a bit harsh on him because I like I love him for his imperfections and stuff. But I've never really ever doubted his attitude or application. Sometimes his ability, yeah, but never that. Those two and. What I've seen in the last two games, I don't think he looks. I really don't think he looks asked. So it's disappointing to me. What What are your thoughts on it, lads? I'll start with you, Finn, because it's one of those where we need a bit of balance. Because you know, Jude, I, I I agree, but you boys may feel a bit different. No, I don't fully believe this, but to to play the other side, I think Devils have been uh, coming in. Yeah, no, but no. To be to be fair, I do slightly lean towards it. I thought, especially the Spurs game. He did not have a clue where to... But like, Neto sacrificed himself in that game, didn't he, to Mark Perisic? Yeah. And Adama's been told to come on. Because uh, when you said about the unsavoury stuff, there was the one where Jimenez won the flick on and he didn't yeah, run off. he didn't gamble. But yeah. he's, he's 30 yards away because I don't think he knew what he was... He's, right, play right wing back. Right, OK, I follow Sessignon. I follow... Do where, and, like, he was just doing that. And then when he got the chance to dribble, it was decent. It Like, he, he did... Mm. It just wasn't... It's not what you where you get the best out of Adama. I mean, at right wing back maybe that Cardiff game once upon a time. He's had a good game there. So to put him there, I wasn't quite sure. Maybe in the, I mean, like the Newcastle game, if you can put him at right wing for a sub, I thought in the Fulham game, he, he never got a chance. So in the two performances we're criticising, didn't really get a chance to stretch his legs in the Fulham game, albeit he didn't really actively look for a chance either. He did look like he didn't want to be there. So you have got a point. But I thought the Fulham one, I felt sorry for him like I did with Neto as well, because Neto by 60 minutes, he'd been following Perisic everywhere and he, he couldn't then, if he had the chance to run forward to take someone, he was knackered. So I felt sorry for everyone that had to play that Mangmark job. I understand why Bruno did it because it's a really dangerous position, but I wasn't putting too much blame on on Adama or, or Neto for that. Yeah, just for those who aren't, aren't sure about that, out of possession on, on Saturday, Wolves went into a back five. Johnny had come across mm. as an auxiliary centre-half and Neto was filling in at wing-back. Dave, what were your thoughts on job. Yeah, a so. job, as it's, <laughs> as it's now known. Dave, what, what are your thoughts in the interest of balance? Um, I the situation is is weird because as a footballer, I would I would happily keep Adama at the club this season just as an option to to come off the bench. But it's it's difficult because do you bring him on when you're winning? So there's not much risk in bringing him on. But then you know you got it, it. It's difficult. And then when you chase when you're chasing a game, sometimes it takes him a little while to get into the game. I think for argument's sake, against against Fulham, what I last week, what I would have done is just put him on the last man because that would have forced Fulham back anyway. And probably the, the same against Spurs. When he's playing on the right and playing arguably, you know, deep like you guys are on about as well, he's just ineffective. Mm. There's there's no effect there whatsoever. He might, yeah, he might get you up the pitch 10, 20 yards, but we need to start seeing him. At, when when Just before he left, when he played Southampton and when we played Brentford, he came off the bench both times and played on the last man, scored the goal against Southampton, scored a goal against Brentford and unfortunately it was disallowed. Um, so we need to find out, we need to get the best out of him somehow. I think he's a good option to have at, at the squad, in the squad. But on Sunday, I would have put him on through the middle 
Um, and, you know, either asked uh, Raul to play out wide, wide right, which obviously isn't, you know, a comfortable position for him, or ask the central midfielders to do a little bit more, say, Donk, donk you're, you're the man to, to pin on Sessegnon. And then we'll have Adama as a free role, almost doing whatever he wants to do. But you, you we've known we've, what we've had him for four or five years. You know you can't ask him to do something straightforward because it ain't never gonna. It's never gonna work. You can't ask him to do a job because he won't do it. Full stop. Mm. Yeah, I think when he's got time to think about it, he, he falls to pieces. It, mm. it, it was difficult for him now because, like I said, they were doubling up on him and Sessignon was dropping a little bit deeper off the other man because that's the space he wants to run into. You know, he wants to get to the byline. But I, I want it to work though. I, I want it to work. I think he's a good. You know, I agree. You, you, you all know when Adama Traore is on the pitch. You see some of the most exciting football you you will see at Molyneux all season because of, you just get everyone off their seat. But I just want just want it to click just just a few more times for him whilst he's still at the club. And if he what if he does well and signs a new contract, then great. And but if not, you know. But we just need if he's staying here for the year, you just want you want some sort of effort from him. Yeah, I agree, mate. Before we move on to the Preston game, let's just touch on on the bet, mate. And we, we will just touch on it because it was a, a bit of a stinker for most of the Talking Wolves team. Dave managed to finish the highest out of us. He took home um, two pounds sixty. Now, what yes, I will dude. say, what I will say is, Dave, just be careful because I've seen this kind of money change people's lives. <laughs> and not for good, so it's, it's enough for Finn to put an accumulator on, mate. Or <laughs> free in Finn's case. Just, just be, just be careful what you're doing. Okay, like we all love you, and we don't want to see you go down a dark path. So yeah, just make sure you know you invest that two pounds sixty. We had, we had a stinker. Finn finished above me. I was third, and Jordan his first bet mate game. Um, had a bit of a humble bit of bit of a humbling. So, what can you, you know say? what though? Uh, the the bet mate guys before we started and people that watched the preview would have uh, heard it as well. They said right, you're against we are Tottenham TV, but they are very good at the game. I was like, yeah, whatever. So I looked at their teams and I thought, yeah, they're they're all right, they're all right. Mate, they finished what first? So the guy one guy won two hundred and fifty quid, and the other guy finished like third. So they just they both of them just smashed it out of the park. So. Oh. Well, they were like they captain Perisic and stuff like that. So we've got the cliche, got the assist. Well, yeah, I thought I'd done all right. I had Perisic Kane. So coming out of the ground, I was oh, I might have won something on bet, mate. Nothing. Mm. But you have to get it bang on. What a trophy that is for Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> Moving on to Wolves. That's probably the only one they're going to get this season. Moving on, Chaps Carabao Cup. Um, well, it'd be tonight when you when you're listening to this. Wolves versus Preston. We've seen with the under twenty threes uh, on Monday night that the, the lineup which looks. Looks like quite a strong lineup for under twenty three. So, Jordan, it looks like tonight he's going to be a strong team, and I, I think we need it. I think Bruno will look at it and say, "Pick as strong as team as possible, get a win under our belts." It doesn't matter who it is. Preston, the goal shy. So, what do you what do you think? Yeah, it's it's exactly what I think. Anyway, we've got there's only two rounds of the Carabao Cup before the World Cup as well for people that don't know. So, oh, playing wow. tonight, and then the the next rounds like the week before people go off for the World Cup as well. So, literally, we're not going to get any fixed congestion or anything like that. Play your strongest team and, and get through Get your name in the hat. I think, look, it's a real winnable competition and I think there's a lot of teams in and around sort of similar size and stature to Wolves who would feel the same. I think as long as you avoid Man City because their second team will beat most first team, you're quite comfortable playing any of these teams, second teams, and, and trying try to take it on. And the way that um, the Champions League and Europa League is very condensed well before the World Cup. Like they, they will be playing weak inside. So, yeah, look, get your name in the hat, get a win tomorrow. I'm just, you know, us in the Carabao Cup never usually goes very well. And the fact that Preston have played five games this season, scored one, none in five games, it makes you feel like we're going to get a 0 0 and get to penalties. I think. <laughs> we'll probably go out on penalties as well. We know we're not very good. Yeah, probably. I mean, I can't remember the when was the last time we won a penalty shootout? Quite a while. Yeah, we, we have won one in the last few years. Uh, beat Reading yeah. in the Carabao Cup Reading. a few years ago. Yeah, when we lost to Warsaw, was it, no, we we beat Warsaw, didn't we? That was on pennies. Yeah, Aaron Perry saved on dinner. Bloody hell. legend! Bloody hell. <laughs> Spurs <laughs> last year. Yeah, Spurs. Yeah. Leicester, Leicester. It was yeah, Leicester, Leicester as well. Yeah, yeah, Leicester. Do you remember that Fulham one as well in the snow? That's one I was seen covered. Lee Evans, yeah, mate, sure absolute disaster class by Lee Evans, man. Remember it? What's he doing with his life, Lee Evans? Thinks it's still on the road. Yeah, following it. Ipswich or something like that. Oh, Ipswich actually. Might be Ipswich. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's at Ipswich. He's 28 now. I thought I thought he'd be about 33. He's still only 28. Yeah. Back at the model, new who says no? <laughs> Lee Evans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave, what sort of team would you be putting out tomorrow? We know we know we just said about the under 23s, but from from back to front, what's your team, Hitman? Well, mate, it's, it's a, oh, I'd rather not. Um, it's actually the 21s now, Matt. You've got to get your facts right now. They've Is it the 21s? The 23s to 21s, yeah, this year. Oh, um, there you go. Um, that's another well, one. I'm... We normally, normally get criticised for not covering the under-21s or women's football, the under-17s, the under-15s, the under-12s. <laughs> so, you know. Now, um, at this, well, the, uh, Monday morning, I put a team out, rotated team out. I've put, you know, suggestions because I just didn't know how we, you know, and I, I suppose we know now we've seen the 21s team. Uh, I think Sarkic will start in goal. I think we'll really? see some made at right back. Now Mascara's in the 21s. I think it would be Bolly and Totti. But it wouldn't surprise me to see Kilman still play, I think. But I, I, I'll say mm. Bolly and Totti. Left back, Bueno. Yeah, he's not is in he, the squad, is he? He's yeah. not in the squad, is he? Mm. Uh, Kundal, Neves, then Donker or Martino. Um, And then... Uh, I don't know if Adama will start or not. Possibly Adama, Jimenez, yeah. and Guedes. No, Huang. Oh, yeah. Oh, Huang, yeah. sorry. Huang, yeah. But I think people are saying they should play Nunes uh, as well, try and get the, you know, some... suppose, you know, we've got another five days till the next league game. So, you know, lots mm. of... The, my issue is that you know what these championship ballers are like. One late tackle, mate. You don't want to risk it, do you? <laughs> Fifty million pound signing, bush for the season. Yeah, ACL. <laughs> Jeff would still try and flog him. Yeah. Finn, <laughs> Finn what's your lineup? Hit me with it. Pretty similar to that. Yeah, I, there's no way to sort of go four, two, three, one. Is there really? I, I don't know. He, Unless you get Nunes Guedes, and Neves, and then yeah, and then you could go Guedes behind Raúl, and then Huang on the left, or Huang. I don't. So you could vary it like that. That's the only real change I'd make. I would be excited to see Bueno. I agree with that one. Um can't really think of much else, but yeah, I saw Preston's results. It's they, they don't score, but they don't seem to concede either. So I'd like to get as many attackers on the pitch because I saw someone tweet it out and it looked like binary their scores when it was like nil, nil, one, nil. <laughs> one nil, goal nil, in so. the first like five games, isn't it? Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, so it's nil, nil and then penalties, isn't it, basically? But no, yeah, I'd just like to see some goals. So chuck them all on. Might as well. Like I said, I, I think Bruno, we're looking at it. Look, we've not had a win yet. It might only be Preston, but... Even if it's a win against Preston, it might do might do wonders for the confidence. Jordan, there's still about from the last time I checked, about seven thousand tickets left for the game. I know it's a Tuesday night, but the, the ticket prices were, in, in my opinion, and I know everyone's circumstances are different, fairly reasonable. Are you surprised not to see it sell out? Um, not, not I'm not surprised by it because I think you know we've had some. Over the years, I've been to the ground when it's been half empty on these Carabao Cup games. I remember playing Morecambe and all the Crawley and all this crap, and you usually get about seven, eight thousand. I think if you get over twenty thousand for a Carabao Cup game against a non-Premier League side, I don't think it's a bad attendance. To be honest with you, I think twelve pounds really reasonable. I think it's just gone up to fifteen pound now, isn't it, for general sale? Yeah, yeah. The discount's gone, and I think after tonight's lineup of the under twenty threes, and there being people being very active on social media, seeing how actually might be a strong team, you want to get some people playing the door still. And I reckon we'll still see over twenty five thousand there tomorrow. Yeah. For me, that, that's a solid, that's a solid uh, turnout for a Carabao Cup game. Yeah, I agree. You chaps in 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 agreement with that? Think I, yeah. I I think it's one of those. It's if you can play on the door. When leading up the day, you'll be like, "We've got a game tonight." You know, people women mm. are in. They'll probably go. So I think I think you're right. Maybe over twenty five thousand. I think it's commendable for a Carabao Cup tie, especially against Preston. No disrespect to Preston. Yeah, it'll it'll, it'll get over twenty five k. I think easily. So yeah, sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> now there'll be loads of um, loads of people will buy on the day, like you said, and 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 tonight as well. So yeah, I think you'll be a decent attendance. Hopefully, and you. You you switch you switch into the North Bank, aren't you? You join him joining my side of the ground. Yeah, no, for cup games I always like to try different stands and stuff like that, apart from the Steve Ball. So <laughs> um North Bank's normally my go to. I used to sit there a few years ago, I used to enjoy it there. So yeah, trying out. Trying out. Jord, where where do you, are you South Bank, Jord? I'm sitting South Bank tomorrow, yeah. Usually Steve yeah. Ball. But, uh, you sit yeah, Steve Ball. Yeah, so South Bank tomorrow. Um so one of my mates sorted it out and he was like, We're in I think we're in like S3 right in the thick of it, so Ooh. gonna stink a piss 
and be yeah. like, <laughs> oh, you got the battery there though George. then, then you're gonna go in the ground my days in the south bank are gone to be honest with you but uh <laughs> i'm making a making a fleeting visit back there for tomorrow anyway i've, I've never had a season ticket in the south bank as everyone as everyone else i've always been yeah, over the right. really quiet or north bank oh yeah have you? I've been yeah, everywhere, but I think Barsley, I've had Billy Wright, North Bank, South Bank. Oh, we've covered it between us, and I've been Steve Bull and then North Bank. Any Graham Hughes ultras in here? No. Yeah. <laughs> no one's I don't, I don't really like sitting on the side of the pitch. I prefer behind the goal. I don't know what it is. I know you don't get as good as a view. But, especially not yeah. Wolves as well, because we never scored North Bank end, like first half. We never score. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've never, I've never had a season ticket in the South Bank. I don't, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. Quite like the North Bank. It's quite cush too. Plus, I get to leave on eighty-five, so you can't do that in the South Bank. <laughs> um, I mean, if it goes to penalty, it goes straight to penalties tomorrow, doesn't it? If uh, if, it, yeah. if it's a draw, mm. so could be, could be one of those where I listen to it on a listen to Dazzle as the penalties giving yeah. on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, next Sunday, lads, the Geordies come to town, Wolves versus Newcastle. After watching Newcastle perform against Man City on uh, last Sunday, they look really good. But, Dave, it's one of those fixtures at the start of the season that you earmark as a, as a, as a win. But is this a must-win now for Wolves? We've got to get something out of it, definitely. Um, I think I'll, you know, on paper, I know I think we've had discussions about it before. Newcastle have got this money, and yeah, they've strengthened in a couple of areas, but probably not as much as people were expecting them to. But since Eddie Howe's gone in, and since this takeover has happened, there's just been, you know, they've just been so good. There's been so much positivity at St James's Park, and again, I watched. Uh, I watched them against Manchester City over the weekend, and they were they took the game to City. They were really, really good. So it's going to be going to be a tough game. Um, last season we beat them at Molyneux. I think that was the last game before the takeover. Um, but we really struggled. Uh, we had no Nevers, didn't we, at St James's Park? So we really struggled against them in that game. But I think you know we could go toe to toe with them. It's going to be a really intriguing game, and hopefully you know against Preston, get a win, get our confidence up. And I, I think I think there's definitely you know. It's not, you know, it's definitely a winnable game. I think it's going to be tough, but it's a winnable game. Yeah, I agree. Um, Jordan, from the, from the Spurs game, I thought I thought Eight Nori was a little bit better, but I know you think he's had a poor start to the season. But I thought Johnny was poor. With Samado being fit, would would you make changes in those in those fullback areas? Yeah, I think Samado is our best fullback. Um, so naturally, you've got to come back in, especially if he's fit as well. Um, See how he gets through tomorrow night against Preston. I think he offers us a lot more going forward. He's obviously quicker than than a Johnny and Aitnery as well. Um, but I think it's a toss up then between the two of them because I think Aitnery was superb in in preseason. I think Johnny's been one of our most consistent players when he's not had the ACL injuries. Um, but I was a bit alarmed against Fulham because I think he's probably one on one, probably our best defender. Like in terms of what I've seen previously. Never known him ever get skinned, and I thought that Cabano would give him a bit of a yeah. roasting. And it then was, it just that just dangling a leg out. Yeah, yeah, just no. He was like a bit lethargic with it, and I thought, you know, granted he's not getting as much cover in a four as he is in a five, but I thought he got found out a little bit. And then, you know, Perisic and um, you know he had Son to contend with, and Ben Davis was playing like a overlapping fullback at times as well. When he so it just he looked like a, um, a fish out of water for me. I think he could do with possibly break out the team or even just seeing what he's like over at left 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 back um and play the wing back sort of role like he's accustomed to. Um but yeah like for me the fullbacks have been the two disappointments in the three games. There's been a lot of positives but that'd be the one alarm bell for me is that they haven't shown what they what they're capable of. Um and that could be to a few things but yeah I think Samado's got to come back in if he's fit. Yeah, especially the pre-season that I knew he had. We were all gassing up, saying, like, this boy's going to be a special player. So, you know, it's almost like the, the commentator's curse, isn't it? But, George, for you, is it a must-win? 100%, yeah. We've got to win tomorrow. Oh, sorry, we've got to win tomorrow. And it's all about Newcastle now, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, obviously tomorrow, 100%, we've got to win. Um, Newcastle, um, is it a must-win? It's, it's a lot, you know, would love to win. I think that they're a really good team, though, and it really annoys me because I've I've been one of these people that just think Eddie Howe is the biggest fraud in English football, but you can't really begrudge 
what he's done with that team. And it's really starting to piss me off now because it's like <laughs> results. And I watched them yesterday go toe-to-toe with Man City. And they didn't, you know, they didn't fluke that point. They were first half, they, they were well, you know, well deserved the lead, and they well deserved to be three one up as well. So yeah, I'll, I'll, we do need to win a game, but I don't think it's make or break on Sunday. I'm glad you're. Uh, I'm glad you're back with us, mate. Any, what's your thoughts on the Mark Kennedy to Wolves rumours? Will you boo Henry Kamara when he comes back to Wolves? <laughs> 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 Bless you, mate. It's a Monday. It's a Monday. We've, you know, we've all had, we've all had a long day. Happens to the best of us. Happens yeah. to the best of us. Finn, I'm going to ask you the same question, mate. Not about Mark Kennedy. Is it a, is it a must win for Wolves on Newcastle in the Premier League on Sunday at two o'clock? I'm going to say it's a must not lose, but also a must score so we don't go insane. I'd like score draw minimum and a nil nil. And I think people will start to worry about the, the finishing again. Um, so a score draw or a win. And I'm happy. Um, but no, yeah, they, we've been unfortunate. Like, we've played Fulham off the back of a draw against Liverpool, Newcastle off the back of a draw against Man City. So, teams full of confidence, albeit Chelsea, uh, Spurs were rubbish against Chelsea. But yeah, they're going to be uh, flying out as St. Maximum looks superb from what I saw as well. So, could be a tricky one, but just some goals, please, and don't lose. It's not, not too much to ask. I'm going to jinx it now, but every time St. Maximum plays against us, he doesn't really do much. Um, so, you know, you know, you know what's going to happen now. That if just. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Does that midfield of Newcastle's worry you with the dynamism they've got? I know we've signed Nunes, which which helps, but like Joe Linton and Gunamara should, you know, Joe Linton has revitalised his career. Does it, does it worry you? That's um, their biggest threat, isn't it, really? Yeah, through the middle, you know. But I think if we go middle, if we go four three three again, three in the midfield, we should have enough to sort of, you know, nullify that, I think. Yeah, Joe Linton, it's unbelievable how he sort of, you know, reignited his career from you know from some a 40 million striker that couldn't hit a barn door to now a, a really decent you know sort of advanced midfielder um but yeah that's where you know that's where their quality is um but we can hurt them defensively i don't mean you know they're still a little bit shaky i think um but it's going to be a close game going to be a tricky game but it's going to be interesting Cheers, dave the million dollar question will Wolves have a striker in by next sunday by sunday ah, ah. You no, but it'll be close. <laughs> I reckon. No, but it'll be close. It's not the answer we want, mate. That's the, that was my uh, my final question on that. What do you reckon, boys? Striker in by Sunday. Finn, I'm going to go with. No, listen. Okay, what we'll do. So this time last week when we did the podcast, George. Well, we, not just George. All of us wrote oh, yeah, off the sign of Nunes. So if we all say no, as soon as we stop recording this podcast. The Sacha Baron Cohen or whatever his name is, the, 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 <laughs> rumors, the rumors for him will will get confirmed. Very so, nice. There is no way You know, you know, you are on Dingle's Highway. He's going to be calling him Sacha Baron Cohen, aren't they? <laughs> we'll come on. We'll come on to that though. But George, is it going to be a striker in by Sunday? No, so I'm hoping this podcast finishes and we've signed Lurch from the Adams family. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the size of that fucker. <laughs> He's massive. <laughs> every time, I don't know if anyone's um, caught up with the, with the transfer podcast that Dave and I do. Every week we discuss, we've got a section dedicated to strikers over six foot six. Yeah. So when the news broke today, like I was, I was made up. Voice Someone Dave. commented on the YouTube video saying, I bet Dave's got a semi. It's a tall striker. Is that the bar we set? <laughs> well, this is, I'm going on a slight tangent, um, but that's uh, we, we've been told oh, Bruno wants a big striker, but it genuinely looks like the profile that he wants. But mm. I know we had Seferovic at Benfica, who was, who was his man Ooh. for that, but these are these are huge compared to him. Seferovic, only about six foot two. So mm. oh, I've got my reservations about strikers that big, though. I just, I don't know. I think that, I think they're too big. Yeah, they've just got to too big. Tank, can't they? That's the problem. Yeah. We'll see. Time will we'll tell. see. We'll see. Um, before we move on to talk about 
the, the news that's broke today around Pedro Neto. Of course, we're going to talk about Betmate. So this week's Betmate pot is the Sunday 2pm kickoff, which consists of Wolves versus Newcastle and Aston Villa versus West Ham United. It's £3 in and it's your chance to win a share of £600. I'm going to talk you through my team now. So, after his heroics, the first three games of the season have gone Nick Pope in goal, a vice-captain Kieran Trippier after his goal against City, Matty Cash, who's a, always a high scorer, Declan Rice and Nunch in the midfield, dynamism, and up top, Jared Bowen and captain Raul Jimenez. So, I'm hoping that they don't bring in a striker just because, because of that. Um, it's, it's not a very Wolves-heavy team, but... I think when there's when there's four teams to pick from, you need you need a, a mix of all four. Dave, would you like to talk me through yours, sir? Yeah, and so give me a I've bit of rationale. With, yeah, um, I think I'll probably change one before. To be honest, but I've got with Emmy Martinez in goal, uh, Trips and Johnny at the trips, back. You know, uh, <laughs> it's like when Tarkovsky talks up to these days. Say, but... What calls Tarkovsky talks like he's your best guy. Like yeah, yeah, trips and John. Trip. Uh, John Meister General, uh, Matty Nunch, and Mateus Nunes, uh, Bruno Gamares, Ollie Watkins, and Alan St. Maximin. Alan, no top. West Ham players, interestingly. Yeah, they've had a poor start to the season, so served that, served the villa, so probably weren't going to be many goals in that one. Finn, talk me through your team. I see you've got trips there at right back, too. It's basically yours, yeah. Pope, Trippier, Cash, uh, Nunes, so we're exactly the same until I've gone Suchek instead of Rice. Um, this is subject to change, but I've got yeah Bowen and then I've got Wilson just because I keep backing Wolves and they keep letting me down. So I've got Nunes FC and that's about it. And then three Newcastle boys. Can I ask so why you picked Suchet? Because he's absolutely pony these days. He's awful. Nah. Well, I saw he got he got six points last week <laughs> and Villa are shite. So header. I'm going to captain him. Fine, I'll captain him. He's fucking rhubarb, mate. He's so bad, no, man. He had that him. one season. He was unbelievable. Mm. I, I don't know what's happened. George? Second week on the bet, mate. Game, are you hoping for a better return this week? I am, yeah. I actually won some money on the Arsenal Bournemouth game, though. Did you? You kept that one nice. very quiet. How much did you win? Um, 14 pounds. Something. No, bloody hell. I've, I've uh, had a couple of winners as well this season already. Yeah. We're doing all right. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we give ourselves such a hard time. Oh, no. So, yeah, after the shocker of midday, I went and um, vice captain Odegaard and captain Saka on a so that's uh, that's where they got the points. But anyway, we're digressing here. So I think that where you've all just said you've got to pick all from four teams, I've just gone Cox out on two. So I'm expecting a West Ham and a Wolves win. So okay. I'm going for Fabianski in goal. That could change in case Ariola. That's a bit of a... Ariola, I want to roll with the geezer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um The Irish Maldini. I've got Nunch, captain. Nice. The mighty Joe Young, Joe Linton. Um, and then I've got Guedes, vice captain, and then Mikel Antonio as the other big striker. dick Mick Ooh. at the top. Um, but George, you just said you've gone balls deep on two teams, but then you've got yeah, then I'll put going in, am I? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let's cut it out. I'm having a man, yeah, but, but you, can, you, you can only, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can yeah, only you pick three, three players from the same team, um, in, yeah. in these games. So, George, did you not fancy having to go at pronouncing Geddish? You know, you had to go with Nunch, Nunch and Gedge. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do me. That'll do me. That'll do me. Hoping for a, a better week for all of us. I know Dave took home, you know, a massive two pound sixty last week. But yeah, just uh, just to reiterate, Sunday two pm kickoff, three pound in, and a share of six hundred pound, and of course, be gamble aware. Right then, chaps. News broke today that we have we've all been fearing from the past couple of months. We've seen on on Twitter that Arsenal fans are every five minutes asking Fabrizio. And any news, any news on Neto to Arsenal? And the news was broken this morning by David Ornstein of the Athletic, who's pretty bang on with with Arsenal news. That Pedro Neto is uh, been touted to a move to Arsenal. The clubs haven't spoken, but Mendes is, is doing bits and apparently offering his services. Dave, when the news first broke, how did you feel? I don't know. I, I, it's weird. I didn't actually feel that bothered, which which sounds very strange, but. Um... I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, no. I think it's too late in the window. Uh, Walls don't need to sell. We're not exactly desperate for the money. If this was five weeks ago and we hadn't signed the players, I think you know I'd be like, well, let's get it over the line because you know it might help us sign some other players. But we've got a good team. We don't need to sell him. 
Um, Arsenal haven't got the money to afford him, if I, I don't think anyway. So, yeah, I think we're in a good position. We're, we're in a strong negotiating position. Oh, everyone's saying, oh, it's the Mendes carousel. He's helped us out with two or three. I was like, yeah, it's the Mendes carousel. But at the same time, we're not going to get ripped off by George Mendes. If you think about sales, right, that this wars of soul players, have we ever... Uh, the only one that I know someone will mention is the Jota one, but at the time we all thought it was a nah, decent deal because Jota was in the team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Business, yeah, yeah. Um, no, we've never been ripped, we've never been ripped off like in terms of sales out by George Mendes. So. We have, but Who? Fabio Silva. No, sales oh, in out, terms like, of players we sold, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Players we sold, we've never been ripped off, and we won't, we won't let him, it happen. Not for this anyway. So you got to be demanding 55, 60 million at least, and, and Arsenal will not pay that. Yeah, I mean, Gibbs White's gone for probably around £35 million. I know he's English, but he only had two years left on his deal. Neto has just signed a new deal, got five years left on on, on his deal, Jord. How much are you demanding for Neto this window? Probably 50. I think 50 is a fair amount. I think it's a fair figure. Um if we can get more of Arsenal, great, but I don't like you say, I don't I don't see us getting north of 50. I don't think they can afford him either like I think it's a bit of a, a bit of hot air to be honest with you um but for me Neto hasn't been the same player since he's come back from his uh injury obviously it's quite a serious injury it was like a knee dislocation wasn't it I think a patella fracture and that's not me saying he's also become a bad player he's still a very good player but I don't think he I don't think he's as he isn't yet the player he was before that injury so I think that's a good deal as long as we've got someone coming back in through the door. And I think that with Gwedge, you've got Pedence, Troy Ray, if you want to integrate him back in the squad, we have got cover there. And Neto is probably still the first, first pick if you're picking a Wolves team that out there. But if we could get bring someone in back through the door, I'm not averse to it at all, to be honest with you. No. Uh, I understand what you're saying, that he doesn't look the same player he was before his injury, but... I don't even think it's that. I just think he's been asked to play a different role. Under Nuno, we were sat back and he would, you know, there'd be space for him to run into. Now he's almost playing on 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 the edge of their eighteen, and I just and people may just may think we're saying this now because there's a possibility that he leaves, and it's like a being a jealous bitter ex. But I don't think he quite fits what Bruno's trying to do yet, and that may change, but. I'm not convinced of him on the right um, in and around the area. I, just, I don't think he's cute enough. I think if he's got space to run into and, and put the afterburners on, he's perfect. But I'm, I'm just not convinced. I, I think fifty million pounds or fifty to sixty million pounds is, is a fair fee, George. Um, you know, they. I know Wolves fans are saying, "Well, they paid seventy odd million for Nicolas Pepe," but. Pepe had an unbelievable season before before he came to there's us. A lot of, there's a lot of anecdotes like people saying, look how much Lukaku went for this. Is yeah, but like for every Romelu Lukaku or for every Pepe, you've got like players of similar value that have absolutely smashed it up in leagues as well. So yeah, uh, you'll always get flops like that. But I yeah, I, I, I don't know what Finn thinks, but I think it's it's too late in the window for Wolves to even consider it. Finn, do you think it'll happen? No, I can't see it happening. It's it, the, the noises sound like they're sort of like right. Okay, we, we're prepared to sell him next summer. It's like oh, this summer they weren't planning on selling him, and that might be a risk that if he does carry on in this same form where he doesn't look the same player, that we might be saying, oh, why didn't we try and get? I know they they aren't matching the fifty. Why didn't we try and get forty five or whatever for him this this summer? So I'm not sure. I'd like to keep him. I think there's still that player in there, but I do agree that it was much more suited to a counter attacking team, which also begs the question: Why do Arsenal want him? If they've seen that, like how Arsenal are wanting to play, if he's then going to have to play in that same sort of way, obviously he'll get more chances, but it's not as if teams are going to be flying forward against Arsenal. So it might not make sense all round, um, but they've clearly identified him and and only him to be like, he's our top target. And But I was the same as Dave, like when the when the rumours were coming out, I know we were sending stuff to each other, like the sort of, um, like Neto to Arsenal for 28 million. And you're like, come on. It felt like the doctor where it was like, oh, 12 million to Tottenham. It's like, come off it. They've looked at the transfer market. I've looked at transfer yeah, market and yeah. looked because Robbie yeah. Robbie was putting it on AFTV and I loved the bloke to bits, but he was talking out his ass, like he was just talking <laughs> nonsense about they'd get in for twenty five yeah. million. It's it's yeah, just have a, not, yeah. think just think about what you're saying, Robbie. Just think, <laughs> um, you know what I well, think like, so if you needed a last minute replacement, like Sar to has collapsed Villa for twenty five million. Play Guedes on the left and Sar's more suited to the right than Neto. I mean, 
I does sound like a jealous ex. Well, maybe there's there's that girl anyway. But yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Didn't want to shag her anyway. Yeah, exactly. Wanna, yeah, yeah. yeah no. You know, you know what I think it is, and I think <laughs> it's there's obviously genuine interest in it, and you know he's a good player, so I see why. Mm. But he's not going to go to Arsenal this season. And play. I know they've got loads of games, but he's not going to be the first choice. I think Smith Rowe's mm. better than him. I think Saka's better than him. I think Martinelli's better than him. Yeah, Mar- yeah. They won't, he won't start. He won't be a certain no. starter. And especially with a World Cup year. He, he, I mean, he may not even go to the World Cup, but he's going to have more chance of playing at Wolves. But yeah. I think because Arsenal can't afford him, and you know Pepe's going out on loan, but there's no obligation to buy, so we're only going to get a loan fee. I reckon they're using this as, right, we can't afford him. At the minute, let's try and settle him, bring the price down a little bit. He might kick up a fuss and say, I want the move. I can't see it happening. I can't see Pedro. I think it'll be a January thing. That. If it's anything, it'll be in January. It won't be, it won't be now. It won't be before the World Cup. But even if even if it's January or next summer, I know he's gonna have four and a half years or four years left on his deal, which is less than he's got now. But if he has you know, if he scores a few goals and has a good season, his value's only gonna rise. So I think it'd be daft to sell him now. It feels like another Gibbs White with two years left on his deal. Absolutely mm. get it done, but it seems it's, it seems daft to let him go. But Dave, if they do go, they have to get a replacement for him, don't they? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and, and going back to what Mendes said, Wolves won't say yes to this deal unless we've got a lineup, a winger lined up, or or good George says, look, <laughs> let's put this deal through to Arsenal, and you can have this this player. But not really been many that we've been linked with that would be. I think there's one in the questions later on that you might mention, but no one anywhere near the quality of Neto to come in. And I think that's why I think uh, the issue with this situation is that Arsenal fans are looking at the fact that we signed Guedes as well last week and thinking, oh, they've already got their replacement in. So, which we all know we probably needed a forward like that anyway. So, yeah, I think Guedes is, is, is a different type of player anyway. I think he's, I think he's a bit better than Neto. And again, it's not being a, Bitter, jealous ex or anything like that. I, ju- I just <laughs> that's just what I see. But I'm saying this now. I'd, I'd love to keep hold of him because I think he's a I think he's a really good player, um, and I think he's still got a, still got a lot to learn and you know a bit of a rough diamond. So hopefully we keep him. And if he does go, it needs to be for a good fee, George. And he needs to, we need to get a replacement. I know we I know we were linked with Rafa Silva before, weren't we? Uh, but Benfica, mm. um, and that I mean that's gone really quiet. But it's. Bruno doesn't exactly like wingers, does he? he? Likes his wide forwards to be almost in, inside forward. So maybe, maybe someone of that ilk if, if Neto was to go. But you know, if if his forwards aren't scoring, upgrade your forwards, eh? Playing devil's <laughs> advocate a little bit there. But moving on to the questions, guys, because conscious of the time, we've uh, it's gone really quick. That has I've enjoyed this one. It's been a good pod. Uh, thanks to all those who sent in their questions on Twitter this week. Uh, first question is from Richard Fletcher. Uh, he's asked, are we all underrating Willie Bolly? Should we be re- resistant for letting him go? It was only a couple of years ago. He's one of the best centre-backs in the league. Dave, this week, Nottingham Forest have bid £1 million for, well, last week, bid £1 million for Willie Bolly. He's only got a year left on his deal. I think he's 31, 32. What are your thoughts on that? And are we underrating him? Um, no, we're not underrating him, I don't think. Um this was it's a similar situation to we had the discussion about Andre Bellotti a few weeks ago. We spoke about him and we all appreciated that two or three years ago he was a good forward, but injuries have caught up with him. He's not had as much game time as you'd want. He's not the player that he was three years ago. And it's the exact same thing with Willie Bolly. We can all sit here now and say that Willie Bolly two three or four years ago was guaranteed, you know, hundred percent our best centre back at the club. A lot of them, a lot of top six sides, whatever rated him as well. But he's had injuries. He had quite a major training injury. He's really struggled since he had long COVID. He's nowhere near the player that he was. He was training on his own for part of last season. So I, I would sell him. If you can, he, I, I don't think the club would renew his contract anyway. Uh, I think if yeah, he will leave on a free regardless. But I think one, if, when you know Forrest are desperate for a centre-half and you know they've got money, you, mm-hmm. you ain't going to accept one million for him. So if a bid came in, Sort of between three and a half, five million. I think you'd say yes right now. Uh, but yeah, good player, good squad player to have. Uh, but then it, it was said in the press that if Wolves sell, they'd have to get a replacement in. I don't think Wolves would, you know, I don't mean you'd, to be fair, I don't mean you'd find a player of similar calibre for that price. Um, Especially not for a million quid. No, nah, nah, exactly. So yeah, he's a good player, but I don't think he's not, under, I don't think he's underrated by any means. Yeah, that, that injury is, um, 
done done his done his time at Wolves, hasn't it? George, what are your thoughts? Million pound derisory offer or a fair amount? No, I want a bit more. I think I want a bit more, but we we've said it already. I think long COVID completely ruined him. Like like I say, he was training on his own for large parts last season. I think we said last season was it against Watford where he had a really good game or he looked quite yeah. he looked packed and he slightly yeah, yeah, yeah. and then just looked way off it again. Um I think look like the way that Fosen have been over the last few years is you've got to be ruthless and it's a bit daunting really to think you could lose say Cody and Bolly in the same transfer window. He isn't what he was and I think he's a million miles behind Kilman and Collins at, at this current time. Um, but, you know, like that's not begrudging what a player he was for Wolves, like a really important player. And I think that in his peak and his prime, outside like someone like Jody and Lescott, he's probably like, he's probably in my top three Wolves defenders in my arm I've seen in, in prime. Um, probably probably getting their best 11 still at the moment, but you've got to be cruel to be kind sometimes. And I think that, the era's sort of gone a little bit and we're moving into Wolves 2.0 now. And yeah, if you get five million for him, three to five million, I think that's fine. I think for a million quid, you might as well leave him in the squad and then wave goodbye to him at the end of it because, you know, don't touch the sides. Is it a million quid these days in the Premier League? So. No. What do you reckon, Finn? Is he, uh, is he, is he underrated still? Or... I don't... I don't I, it just makes sense, I think, this one, especially because Forrest played the five at the back as well because I agree... Bolly has been one of the best centre-backs I've ever seen at Wolves, but they do say a three makes any centre-back look better. And if Forrest are playing that, it's it's a cheap deal for them. And a guy that is proven at this level, albeit in the last, as we say, since the injury, I don't think we're wrong. The the level that we're rating him at, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say we're underrating him. Um, but I say there were some great games in there, but some absolute shockers, or even in a three. I remember like the, the scar in Burnley game, when it was like the 4-0 or whatever, he had a shock. There's a few around there, so... I think it makes sense for everyone if he's going to go for free anyway. It makes sense for Forrest, it makes sense for us, it makes sense for him to play football. Not that he's... I mean, Ivory Coast aren't at the World Cup, are they? I don't think. Or are they? I Definitely not the Euros. going to get him regardless. No, not in the Euros, I heard. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, it'd be a tricky one for him. But no, yeah, I think I, it goes with my blessing. And it's another one. It feels like another one this window where you go legend. Well, icon of the, the current era but you've got to move on <laughs> the willy bolly stand can't see it happening get the statue <laughs> get the statue sorted yeah. Yeah. You, you've next, both mentioned to the Neil Warnock statue outside the the, south, yeah, without the subway <laughs> <laughs> you've you, you both, you both mentioned there about one of the best centre half you've seen in a wall shirt I'm going to ask you now before we go on to other people's questions your top three wall centre halves in your lifetime Dave fucking hell um <laughs> Georg Margarita. Gamble Jeepers. Yeah. Casper's Gorks. Uh, um, Bolly, yeah, I'd go Bolly. Jody Craddock. Unreal show. That was Matt clapping, by the way, for people listening. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was Matt getting really excited over Craddock. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, because we had some crap players, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to... Yeah, those eras. Oh, do you say Cody or... How can you not put Connor Cody in that best <laughs> room? <laughs> it might have to be Cody, you know. I think you do. Yeah. George, were you around when Dean Richards was playing for Wolves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going to say mine's pretty... Yeah, mine would be, on a football and ability, would be, in no particular order, Lescott, Richards, Bolly. Real. I thought I was gonna say because like I think Dean Richard finished at Wolves in '99, so I mean I was. I like how George had footballing ability after I said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think you know you gotta you know I don't want to get any stick about the Cody stuff. Like, uh, what do you mean by that though, George? What do what do you mean by you footballing mean, ability? By literal footballing ability, on a Cody's top better than Lescott, Bolly, or Dean Richards. That, but that, why he's versatile? He can play just in front of the four. He can play oh a right back. My God, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm, any arguments. Like you know, he's gone. Everyone needs to forget about him. He's gone. Not he forever. Back though. He he come back. back. He ain't coming back. He's like you know I the kid with the Everton shirts now. He's he's back in skates. Yeah, yeah, a bit mad. Yeah, mm-hmm. Who's asked? Finn, what about you? I wasn't born for Dean Richards and Lescott must have been. When was 
Yeah, when was that? I don't really remember. I was like, like oh, five, until oh, 05. Yeah, we were too young. Like for the that proper, thing. like, yeah, the dark gold kit. So that's how I, I always picture Lescott in. So that's, that's not my era. Um, I'll, I'd probably go, I'd put Cody in there, I think. I'm not going off. I'm going off leadership ability, um, oh, but no, I'd go, go Cody, Bolly. I think I'd go credit because it looks like Bath, Berra, Johnson. You've got nothing in there. You, you're 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 mad, can I, why is there no honorary mention for Gary Breen? Yeah. Breen. He was, yeah, when I was mascot, he, he uh, Gary Breen. Neil Collins, like Stan. <laughs> Remember that goal he scored at Coventry at over like 97 minutes. Bash. <laughs> Fantastic artist as well, Craddock. He gets in there. Bonus points for that as well. Got one of his pieces downstairs. Yeah, but <laughs> I bet you have. Oh <laughs> uh, fuck! If that's the case, and I'm putting Louise Cobbold as best centre half at Wolves. Then. <laughs> oh. Ben Mortimer up top, <laughs> and Lobos Wolves in the middle. <laughs> While we're signing, uh, Edmund oh. Robinson on the left. <laughs> oh, God, set. <laughs> oh dearie me. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Various people have asked about Sasha Kaladzic. Yes or no? Are you happy? Is it going to happen? Dave, is it going to yeah. happen? And would you be happy with it? I don't know if it will happen, but yes, I'm taking it all day. Um, Jord? I know nothing about him, not going to pretend to, but he, if, he's any better than my, <laughs> if he's any better than my offer, then yeah. If he's mm. the same as my offer, then I would literally turn the plane around and say, even bother coming. Yeah, I mean, the last six foot seven Austrian striker we signed, flatter to deceive. Finn, are you excited about are you excited about this one? The the, the yeah. promise of, of having the potential of having Kladzic up top, six foot seven, six foot eight, 200 metres as two metre Peter. Hang on. 200 metres. The last five minutes just fall apart, don't they? <laughs> absolutely fall apart. Now, all I know about him is I had him on Football Manager for a bit, obviously, but the real world isn't like that because headers are ridiculous on Football Manager. So um, I know he's not going to be that good. I did see him linked with, I, I think Bayern Munich were looking at him for a, a Lewandowski replacement. And I just remember seeing a lot about Stuttgart saying that he basically saved them when they were looking at um, a relegation. He came back in after a lot of injuries last season, which is one of the other downfalls as well. He has had a lot of injuries. Um, but we are brittle as lanky folk, so I don't blame him. So I, I think he's worth the risk. Um, really good goal-scoring record in a struggling team. Um, and very, very big, like Kilman and Collins. I've, I've picked up very, very tall. So yeah. how, how, how big are you, Finn? 6'6", six, six, so he's got... And how tall are you? <laughs> <laughs> he's probably he's... got more than an inch on me. That's going to be mad, because yeah. if we sign him and he has a picture of Finn, I reckon he'd actually make Finn look small. No, he'd be about the same. Finn gets bigger about every time I see him. Do you know I think... What, in, well, in what? Sasha in has what got more of a neck, hasn't he? He's got, he's got like a small... Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got a massive neck. Yeah, my half had a massive neck though, but he never never used it. Yeah, this thing. guy's heading ability is good, man. Good yeah, I've seen some of, some of his goals today. I, I, I'm sure if he if the uh, the rumours do do come a bit more frequent, it looks like it's going to happen. Dave and I'll look at him in a bit more detail on a, on a transfer podcast if we do yeah, one at the tail end of this week. So, um, Dave, a question for you. Someone's asked about uh, David Osorio. Um, <laughs> Who? <laughs> David. David Dario. Osorio. Yeah, what's happening with Dario Osorio? I, you know what? On, on, I used Tweet Deck for like Twitter, and I had a tab Dario Osorio Wolverhampton up for ages, and there have been nothing about him for about a month and a half, so it's all gone quiet over there. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, Hamoudi has asked, What formation do you all prefer? 4 2 3 1 or 4 Um. Four two, well, yeah, four three three. I think with the current crop of players we've got, but I would like to see a four two three one moving forward. But uh, we just need to get some in, don't we, before we can start playing that sort of system? I think properly. Okay. Finn, four three three or four two three one. At the moment, probably leaning towards the four three three, just because that midfield just it's perfect. Um, looks really really good. But when you had Gibbs White and. Uh, I was, I think I just have that natural instinct. You want to get more attackers on the pitch, but it did look good with that flat three. 
they're probably leaning towards that. But I would like to see maybe a Guedes in the 10 and then you could have maybe a Dama Neto. Like, there's a lot of possibilities. You've still got Huang as well. So it does unlock a lot more um, with the 4-2-3-1. But at the moment, seeing that one performance with the 4-3-3 looked really good. Dave? Um, I've enjoyed it, but I'd like to see us go back to a 5-2-1-2. Yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> Pro club special. 4-3-3 uh, um, yeah. for sure. Um, and yeah, pretty much what these boys said. We've got players 4-3-3. Maybe the game's there. We can. We think we can be a bit more offensive 4-2-3-1 as well. But yeah, I'm enjoying watching us actually try and get men forward. I know we haven't scored many goals yet, but hmm. yeah, it's, um, it's a lot more uh, attractive, let's say. 4-3-3 three, three for me. I just think yeah. it gives us a, a lot more balance, especially that midfield through. I, I think if you've got Moutinho, Neves and uh, Nunes, you, you've got to try and get all of them in there somewhere. Such a good calibre of player. So. And the final question is from friend of the pod, Ad Sidway. He's asked, will there be a deadline day stream next week? I'm you know, happy to announce we will be having a deadline day stream. Um, he's asked if there's going to be any surprises. There may be. There may be a couple of special guests here and there. I'm working on trying to get a couple signed up in the background, so they may go to the wire. We may need to put a, a deadline extension through the fax machine, but we're trying to pull a few favours to get a few people on. So, yes, there will be a deadline day stream. And that's all we've got time for this week, lads. Just over an hour there. We've uh, we've chewed the fat. I've, I've really enjoyed that. Thanks for, uh, thanks for your time again. Dave, where can people find you, should they wish? Yeah, it's Dave as a party on Twitter, D-A-V-E-A-Z-O-P-A-R-D-I. George? Um, George Ross Seven on Twitter. Finn. Finners F I N E double R Z Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Haven't done a Spurs one actually, but I'll be back for Newcastle. Hopefully, we can win a game soon. So yeah, you're not doing a Preston vlog. Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, I like the cup games. You can just sort of relax. I mean, we never score anyway, but it's like, yeah, just feet back and watch the nil nil unfold. So didn't we? Like did Dave and Dave and I do Spurs with you the last cup game? My brother. No, it was your brother. Yeah, it was your brother. Yeah, and we did, we did Europa, didn't we? The four of us. That's like South Bank. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. That was that was fun. Um, I'm M Cooper Wrights on Twitter, Matt Cooper Bites on YouTube. And don't forget the Bet Mate Pot for this weekend is a Sunday 2 p.m. kickoff. Wolves, Newcastle, Villa, West Ham. £3 in for your chance to win a share of £600. Click the link in the description below. And of course, if you do sign up and you're a new customer using that link, you'll get a £5 in free bets. We're talking walls across all social media platforms. And if you've enjoyed the video, let us know down below. Like, subscribe if you're new. And until next time, take care and enjoy yourselves. <laughs>